Hey, Taste Buds, whether you are looking for flavor adventure or simply better tasting meals, fill your pantry with Spice Islands. From Saigon cinnamon and dill weed to bay leaves, garlic powder, cumin, and turmeric, Spice Islands maintain a strict standard for each item to ensure consistency, quality, and flavor. And they use a craft approach to capture the volatile oil of each spice, which gives it its flavor. Visit spiceislands.com house, my friends, for more spice facts and delicious recipes and pick up Spice Island spices in the premium spice section of your local retailers. Pals, we are also brought to you by Mac Weldon. With a smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience, Mack Weldon underwear is definitely better than whatever you are currently wearing. I am currently wearing Mack Weldon underwear because in addition to looking and feeling great, the products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard too. They work hard with me. I need performance capabilities, my friends. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. Very important for House of Carbs. All that, and they are shipped right to your door. If you don't like your first pair, keep them. They will still refund you, no questions asked. Friends, go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code CARBS. That's promo code C-A-R-B-S, MacWeldon.com. Get on there today. My taste buds. Welcome back. Here we go. A very important edition of House of Cars. Part of the Ringer Podcast Network. This is my hungry homies. As you know, a food podcast for the hungry people by the hungry people. And I am your humble and hungry host, Joe House. This show this week is the first one that happens to fall, happens to coincide with a national food holiday. My taste buds, we are going to go deep here on House of Carbs on candy rankings as well as a few other ways of thinking about the Halloween experience. We're going to come up with a few measures and metrics for how to cull the wheat from the chaff when it comes to chocolate candy versus sugar candy versus chewy candy. I had to have two food experts on here, two candy experts on here, none other than the ringer's own Mallory Rubin, and of course you know her and love her, Juliet Littman, a known candy aficionado, the biggest proponent of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, uh, on for the entire show today. It's an outstanding episode. We get down into nine outstanding recommendations for Halloween candy. We give our top nine, and Mallory might give a couple more uh, above and beyond that. Please join us. Let's all get in that belly with some Halloween candy. My hungry homies, this may be the most important house of carbs we have recorded to date. It is Halloween 2017, the first 
holiday since the inception of House of Carbs that is primarily focused on food, foodstuffs, important American food tradition, which means I had to have the very, very best, two of the premier experts on all matters of candy, Mallory Rubin and Juliet Littman from The Ringer. What's up, ladies? Hey, hey, hey. Yo! Love candy! So, we have a very important task in front of us today, and that is the definitive Halloween candy rankings. And I heard there was a hot debate last week in the Ringer offices. Ringer HQ was buzzing with some candy talk. But before we get to this crucial ranking, I think we should set the table a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about our own respective approach to Halloween, because I think we it, it will help the hungry homies understand where each of us is coming from as these rankings develop. Are, so, are we only talking candy or like Halloween in general? All of it, all of it. There is. We're going to talk candy, but the whole, the whole we're going to rank the candy as well. But the whole experience, the whole Halloween day, is is a very important thing to have uh, expressed to the to the taste buds. I think. Don't you agree? Sure. I just wanted to say that I hate costumes and hate dressing up. That's just all. I just need to get that out there. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to set the table. <laughs> I was going to ask how how to how do each of you approach this day. I think I'm the only one in this crew with a little trick or treater. Correct. So I have right. my own sort of angle on this. But let's start with with you, Juliet, since <laughs> we've already kind of established that you are anti two of the most important elements. Yes. Of of the, of the Halloween experience. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Are you are you a giver of candy? Yes, I support children participating in Halloween. It's a great, great <laughs> holiday for kids. And uh, that's about it. Like, it's, I, I'm perplexed by the sort of, like, this, it's like, it's spread like a virus, like the celebration of Halloween into, like, the adult sphere. Wow. And I don't really get it. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't have, like, Maybe I just don't. I just don't have like the gene for it. I don't know. I, I ever since I was about eleven years old, I've hated wearing costumes. I went to summer camp for many years, and we had Halloween in July, and I fucking hated it. As soon as we were done <laughs> taking our official like bunk photos, I ran back to my cabin to change, and very specifically would like put on like shorts and a sweatshirt. I'd be like, "Fuck no, I'm not involved in this." <laughs> wow. I, I just hate. I it. don't know where to where to go from that. Um, I do love we, candy we, though. I do love candy. Okay. So I want you to know. Yeah. And 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 so, as a giver of candy, uh, what what are you giving out to the kiddos? As discussed on a previous House of Carbs, there's certainly nothing better than a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's just a it's great true. classic candy. I know that peanuts are an issue for for allergies, and House, you can speak to that. But yeah. it's so delicious. It's absolutely my number one. I also um, I like that there's various sizes, so that like if you're a trick or treater and you're going to a lot of different places, a lot of different doors. You might get a mini. You might get a regular size. You might get something in the middle. You might get like one of the um, like super mini ones that come in like multiple in a bag. There's so many varieties. It's just a great candy. How do you feel about pieces though? Oh no, yeah, okay. no, no, no chocolate, no interest. <laughs> in, in fact, on Curb and Your Enthusiasm this week, they were talking about Reese's pieces, and I believe Larry referred to it as having chocolate in it, or maybe it was his date, the mail car- the mail carrier, the woman. It is not a chocolate, and that is a fatal flaw. Peanut butter M and M's are far superior. Wow, yeah. it's it's uh, 
<laughs> well, before we let's before we get going, it's going to get hot in here. I, feel, I have this feeling. Mal, let's set Sorry, the table I'm, a little bit. I'm coming bit. with a lot of enthusiasm and passion today. I respect What it. kind of a Halloweenist are you? Me? Yeah, Mal. Well, you know, as I approach every other day of the year, I approach Halloween, and that <laughs> is I enjoy eating a large amount of candy from the comfort of my home, where I would prefer not to be disturbed by other people <laughs> or... Any sort of social engagement that feels more like a burden than a boon. Uh, If the young children come to the door, that's lovely. This is the first year that my husband and I will be in a neighborhood where we are expecting trick-or-treaters as opposed to an apartment complex where we never got trick-or-treaters. So that's new and a Ah. little exciting, though I'm mostly concerned about interrupting the flow of Game 6 of the World Series. But keep the lights off. No one will come by. Oh, interesting. Hmm. We did buy like 10 bags of candy. I guess I could just eat it all. That well, would be fine. I grew up in an apartment building, and when I would go trick-or-treating in the building, some people would just like leave a bowl of candy outside, so yeah. they didn't even knock on the door. Maybe we'll do that. A lot of steps, though. That becomes a, a problem, too. But, you know, as a person in the world, one of the primary sources of anxiety is like, will I be included or will I be left out? And you mm-hmm. go through your year, you go through your day, you worry, do people want to be my friend? Will I be invited to this dinner, to this gathering? And Halloween is one of the times every year where I actively hope that I will not be invited to parties because I have no interest in attending them. And Juliet is one of the few people in my life who accepts me so fully that I can just look into her eyes and say, I just don't want to leave my house. And she'll say, yeah, I just assumed you weren't coming. (laughs) But I'm not there with everybody else. And so often with Halloween, I live in dread. I live in dread of having to fulfill or dodge a social obligation when really I just want to be in pajamas with my cat eating my candy. I just want to say, this is definitely not the episode House thought he was getting. He wasn't wasn't like, where can I find the two Halloween misanthropes and put them on a podcast? But we are enthusiastic about the candy. If not the culture, certainly the candy. That's it. I was not worried about the candy one bit, but I do find it interesting where two for two do you think that that, um, let's call it the Halloween misanthropy, misanthropy, I'm going to botch it. I'm such a, a bad pronouncer of the word. Halloween misanthropy. It's, uh, there Halloween you go. misanthropy. You got it. Is that, a, is that a ringer thing? Because you know who's not going put getting on a, co- well, actually, you know, he's done it a couple the times. The Simmons I was family say, goes hard yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. Very yeah. hard. But he doesn't, does he put on a costume? He doesn't put on a costume. I think he might get dragged into a family costume once in a while. I mean, I've seen him in like going out to an event, like pictures are, are, uh, occasionally, but it's a rare thing. The sports gal is all about the costume. I want to clarify yeah. something, though. I'm not necessarily opposed to dressing up. Like, I personally am not going to do it strictly because it seems like too much effort. You would literally never wear a costume. Right. There's, but, never, but that's there's because... no scenario in which you wear a costume. <laughs> the only time you wore a costume was on your wedding day when you were forced to wear a wedding dress. <laughs> That's just not your style. God, so true. Julia really knows me. Very, very right. Very right. But I'm, when I see people in costumes, I don't judge. Like, it's delightful to me to see people dress up as Jon Snow. Or that's it. That's the only, literally the only, <laughs> that's the only one example I can come up that's with it. at the that's moment. The A lot of Jon Snows in my Twitter feed right now. But it's more about my personal interest in engaging with it, not so much a judgment of other people engaging with it. People can do what they want. That's fine. I think a lot of people feel like they have to let go of childhood urges and instincts. It's why all these assholes out there are like, nah, Harry Potter's for kids. I like it. Stay in touch with your youth. You know, stream Stranger Things at home and then go out and find your own dart. 
B11. Eat an Eggo. I had chocolate chip Eggos for breakfast on Sunday, and they were delicious. Oh, so you were saying like B11 the character, not like B11 the age. Either. Kind of both. It does does fit. Um, I have a question about the uh, trick-or-treating scene for kids these days, Mm. House. Yeah, hit me. I used to like an occasional home-baked good trick-or-treat item. Oh, no. Like a brownie or like a, a cupcake. Too dangerous. So is that just completely out now? Like, would you ever allow your kid to have it? I probably wouldn't, but like I would want to. I would want like a cool looking brownie. I haven't seen a home bake a home baked good since my young fella has been alive, and I don't recall uh, during my own Halloween experience uh, getting a home baked good. Now I will say, last year or the year before, uh, um, as we walked through our neighborhood here in in, in Washington D.C., there was a couple sitting out by a fire pit that they'd kind of established. It was a temporary fire pit. It wasn't a permanent fire pit. And they were passing out fresh raw vegetables to to kids what? as they walked by. So my kid ate a broccoli, a, 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 not a full stalk, but, you know, um, a, a florette. He had, he had a florette. And it was very weird, and the people were weird, but we didn't stop them from eating the broccoli. With Here's my take. People gave us. Those people belong here. in jail. <laughs> Lock them up. Lock, sorry. We probably should have gone right to right home and called 911. That's an excellent point. Okay. We're, what, let's, Mallory, you didn't share our, your top Halloween candy with us. Neither did, neither did you. We're, we're just peanut butter cup. Oh, I guess that's true. I have I have two. Are we doing a ranking? A long. Do we want to start? I mean, let's 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 first. I think it's kind of more fun. Let's talk about the terrible Halloween candy first before we get into you know how we're gonna split some hairs here on the very best Halloween candy because I think we're gonna have to split some hairs. Uh, The very worst Halloween candy. I'll just put out there: candy corn is is abysmal. It's a triple A. It's abysmal. It's abhorrent. It's a crime against humanity. All A's. All of those begin with A's. Here's my thing about candy. candy corn. A single piece of candy corn is tasty. But you can't have like a ton in a row. You can't like binge eat it. And that's Ugh. the point of Halloween is binge eating candy. It tastes terrible. No, I like I like it. It tastes like wax paper. I like a waxy a waxy sweet. Like I like waxy sprinkles. I like I like Tootsie Rolls for the same but, reason. Okay. Okay. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. A sprinkle is a garnish. It's not the thing itself. Like, imagine if you were only eating the sprinkles. That's what it would be like to just I've eat candy that. corn. I used to keep sprinkles at home and like just go in with a spoon, just shove it into my mouth, all that, that sugar. That's iconic. I used to do that with frosting. Yeah, of course. <laughs> great, great stuff. Candy corn is trash. It's disgusting. It doesn't really have a flavor. Like, I like the taste of pure sugar, but this is basically just... Sugar with a wax-like consistency. That's not very pleasant to me. It feels like you're eating dye when you eat it. Like D-Y-E. Yeah, like a rubbery mold. Like you accidentally chewed the retainer mold that the orthodontist Uh. put in your mouth when you were a kid. That's what candy corn is like. (laughs) How is candy corn dispensed these days? Like you just like put your hand in and go for it? Does it come in little packets? That's the other thing. It's like revolting in terms of a hygienic practice. When we are taken out by some sort of bio harm it's gonna yeah. spread through the candy corn Definitely. like that's that's the way because people just put it in bowls and then all the kids reach in with their grubby little hands 
and then they eat it. There's no wrapper. Like that's that's to me just basically the same equation as your question about homemade baked goods. Right. That's why you can't consume it. It's like you don't really know what's in it and you don't really know what's touched it. It's not safe. Too big of an opportunity for for D, for toxins. Yikes. We're staying away. I I I can't I don't think it again in my little man's Halloween history We've seen anybody giving out candy corn. Nobody's giving out any kind of candy that's not coming in in an individual ra- in a wrapper of some sort. There is no hands going into bowls of uh, un- uncovered uh, sugar items, which I think is is a uh, is you know evolution, right? I mean, we, <laughs> we're protecting the species that way. <laughs> Absolutely, individual packaging has a place in society. I think evolution might be letting people eat it and seeing who lives. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> But it's neither here nor there. I have a controversial question for this group. We've already touched on it a little bit. Which side of best or worst does do do Tootsie Rolls belong on? I like them, but I don't feel strongly like I and therefore I I would put them closer to worst. But I I like a Tootsie Roll. I also love a Tootsie Pop. I enjoy regular chocolate Tootsie Roll products. They're fine. I don't get like when I was a kid, I did not get excited about them in Same. my Halloween bag, though I will say one of the true pleasures is all the different sizes. You've got the tiny ones, the long skinny ones, the thicker like logs. That was always fun. However, the larger Tootsie Roll family includes <laughs> my number one on today's power rankings, the Tootsie Roll fruit juice. Those are really good. My oh. favorite Halloween candy. And they're limited edition. They only wow. have them in fall. That's, That's part. Right. That is, That's a good one. Yes. They are delicious. All the flavors are great. The fact that there's a vanilla in there and you can kind of mix and match. You smush up the orange with the vanilla. Make yourself a little, like, creamsicle. Uh, just excellent. And I think that is a crucial component in ranking Halloween candy. Scarcity. How much is this available to you throughout the year? Like, so for example, I really like Reese's. I love. I will They're go great. so far as to say I love Reese's, great and that candy. it's in the top five overall candy for me. Certainly top ten, but I can't put it in my top five Halloween candy because it's just always there in my life. It's an sure. ever-present part of my life, and so it doesn't feel of one with the holiday. Whereas something like. The Tootsie Roll fruit chew, just I, I associate that so strongly with October 31st. Now, one of the true pleasures of becoming an adult, one of the true pleasures of the digital economy is that I can order large bulk bags of the of the fruit chews on Amazon and have them throughout the year, should I so desire, which I do. But for most of my life, this was a once a year treat for me. So I'm very fond of it. Have you had the Jolly Rancher fruit chews? Oh, yeah. Those are really good, too. Love those. Love, really love pretty much everything in the Jolly, Ranch, Jolly Rancher family. Delicious. I have another candy that I think falls on the worst spectrum, but this is also controversial. Starburst. What? Wow. Wait. Worst for Halloween or worst period? Both, but particularly Halloween. What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why? No chocolate, no interest. Oh, my God. I have My top list here is heavy on non-chocolate items. I need chocolate to be happy. I'm sorry. Just as a person in the world? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And particularly on Halloween, one of my most despised holidays. Wow. See, I, I find I, the fruity offering so refreshing on Halloween. That, to I'm, me, is wax. I'm kind of spe- speechless. <laughs> not, not just the fruity, but the, all the variety of, of, of tastes and flavors that come from all non-chocolate candies. I, I really don't know what, where to go from here. What's the best we non-chocolate candy? This, 
Well, Skittles is pretty high up there. Skittles so, are pretty effing good. The Tootsie Roll fruit cheese. No. They're delicious. Tootsie Roll fruit cheese? No. Yeah, they're delicious. Also, any kind of gummy, like any kind right. of gummy bear or gummy yes. worm, sour or times. regular, just outstanding, really at any time of year. I like a Swedish fish. Love a sweet Sure. Ooh, love a Swedish fish. The all red bag of Swedish fish. A gift. A gift to people. Like when I go to a candy store, I I go only to the chocolate area. When like, I go to a candy store, I grab a bag, as big of a bag as they have in the store, and then I go to the like Jelly Belly dispensers. Yeah, you make yes. your own Jelly yes. Belly, and I fill right. it until I'm certain it will break if I add another bean. I once spent thirty seven dollars <laughs> on one bag that's of custom jelly beans. Di- that's incredibly oh, difficult. I to want do. to see that. I need to see that re- receipt. It was at, you have a sickness. It was at, <laughs> I need to see that damage. It was at the Wegmans in Syracuse, New York. I was packing up. I was about to get on a bus to go back to New York City. I went to the bulk candy aisle, filled it up. I had I just had absolutely no idea what it was going to cost me. I feel they had juicy pear, they had tutti frutti, they had ca- cotton candy and bubble gum, all the flavors that I love. Watermelon filled it up. Wait it? I was in at that point. It was what it was, you know? <laughs> I have a question for Juliet. Juliet, yes. why, why why go to a candy store? You want to you where you should go is the chocolate store. You can I, have all the listen, varieties if, of chocolate that you want. If fudge was available on Halloween, oh, I would be delighted. I love fudge. If that was associated with Halloween. But like at the God. candy store, you can get like the chocolate covered uh, Oreos, you can get chocolate covered cookie dough, you can get chocolate covered pre Oh, you know what I fucking love? <laughs> chocolate covered gummy bears. Oh my god, are those great. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. But, but so this is I, I don't think, I haven't encountered those. Oh, Where delicious. are they? Delicious. Oh, they're at every like Eastern Seaboard, Ocean Side candy store, where they have the fudge as well. Love fudge. Like Cape May, a lot of a lot of candy in Cape May. They've got. A I lot think there is covered. a real opportunity for an innovator out there to to figure out how to individually package fudge for yes. uh, transmission in this kind of a in- environment. Because I would eat the mother f out of some fudge on Halloween if my I would kid too. got. Got ten fudges, I, I would be ecstatic. I totally would too. I, I this is I think one of my problems with, with Halloween is my favorite candies are not conducive to like a, a passing out environment. Interesting. But do they? But do your Tootsie Rolls, Mallory, come in like an individual packaging? Well, they're wrapped. Each right. each, each one each is roll. Each That's roll true. is wrapped. So if you're if you get a house that has gotten a bag of the Tootsie Roll fruit shoes. And they're poured into the the bowl or whatever vessel the person at the house has for giving the candy to the children. You know, you maybe you reach in and you get it in your handful, or you can you can pick, you can grab the the few that you That's want. True. And they're just so delicious. The lime, the cherry. Oh, I love them. Just got a bag. Just got a bag at home. I'm probably gonna eat them myself instead of giving them out. But maybe I'll give them out and share them with the world, spread the love, and then order another bag for myself. Where do you guys stand on Butterfinger? Hate them. <laughs> Fucking hate them, <laughs> and I love them. Oh, they're why? they're inside my top ten. They are, but wait, 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 of wait. course, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's clarify this. Your top ten? Are we talk, talking about just candy that we like, or specifically Halloween candy? Uh, to me, they're one and the same. Oh, that's they're, crazy. They're, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that no, 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 no. Okay, so we have a philosophical divide in how right. we approach this. Is this is why we're trying to set the table exactly. You can get a Butterfinger anytime you go to CVS or Rite Aid or the food store or a gas station or anywhere. They're ubiquitous. They're as that's, ever present around you as the air that you breathe. That's tr- that's true of every candy that I love. The, but do you want to oh know what? That's not true of every mini size doesn't always come at all times of the year. 
And I think Butter, That's true. Butterfinger is popular on Halloween for reasons unbeknownst to me and as like a mini size that they come in like the grab bag. I think Butterfinger is a candy without an identity. Interesting. I think it's just too flaky and then also sticks to your gum. It's both flaky to the touch and gooey in the mouth, and it's gross. See, I want a candy that is gooey in the mouth. Like, if I if I don't have to... <laughs> so do you, like, do you, you like Rolos? Love Rolos. I love Rolos. Right. If I don't have to... So I had I a like conversation Rolos. with Zach Cram, Ringer, Ringer staffer Zach Cram, the other day about... Dots, another item on my top five Halloween candy list. I would never think of dots throughout the, the year. On the no, paper? No, 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 oh. no. Not on the paper. The the like the little yellow box of like basically gumdrops, essentially. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know those dots. So, and he was like, don't you feel like you have to go to the dentist right after? And I was like, yeah, that's the point. You know, I think of Halloween candy similarly to how I, to how, she'll appreciate this, how I think about steamed crabs, you know, growing up in Maryland. Oh, like, oh. you gotta work for it. You gotta feel like you're earning it. And if I don't have to, like, run my tongue along my teeth for 17 minutes after finishing a bite of candy, it's not a part of my Halloween experience. You're the most masochistic eater I've, ev- <laughs> I've ever heard of. Like, you, <laughs> you like all the stuff that's gonna kill you and you want it you want it to be difficult like, I think part of it is that I just assume I'll die young anyway and so I want to feel like I'm enjoying my time here in some ways it's also a strategy though because if it's so hard to eat it slows down how much you can have oh I don't find that to be the case <laughs> <laughs> I see how you I see why you'd say that but I do not personally <laughs> find that to be the case okay fair enough Butterfingers suck man Butterfingers I put in my bottom five for Halloween candy along with other other offerings that I would say are similar, like things that you just see all the time, all year, think of as part of the everyday candy experience. Like, like I don't want a Kit Kat on Halloween. That's not special to me. I, I don't, don't really ever want one. I, I don't just think like it. It's yeah, not special. Exactly. Like, I don't think a Kit Kat tastes bad. I'm never going to crave it. Same thing with a Butterfinger. If I take a bite, it's fine, but I'm never going to seek one out. And so on a day that is about getting candy that thrills me, those are going to be letdowns to me. The worst offender in that vein Crunch bars. Crunch bars are fucking bullshit. Interesting. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Why? I, They're the single best thing in the Hershey's Assorted. When you buy the no, Hershey's Assorted no, bag and you give house. them out, well, what's better than the Crunch Bar? Just a pure Hershey's bar. Love that chocolate. Why are you buying I the like Hershey's the dark. I like the special pack. dark better than Hershey's. But why are you buying the because Hershey's mix pack? That's the problem. Go get a bag of nerds. Halloween. No, it's, it's for giving out. It's for giving out. Oh, my God. Step it's it up. It's not for me to eat. Step it up, man. Step <laughs> it up. Come on. Go get something a little more exciting. Something that the kids don't see every day. Go give them 100 grand. You love 100 yeah, grand. Spread the I gospel do. of the 100 grand. 100 grand is my number one favorite. I love. I have to say. It's very good. Love 100 grand. I like grand. it too. It's also, yeah. it's rare. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it such a, such an exciting thing when you're a kid and you open your bag and you see this thing that you don't really get to experience throughout the year. That's actually genuinely exciting. A mini 100 grand is hard to find, actually. Extremely hard to find. And then when you, you form this attachment, it becomes this like special kind of elevated thing in your life. And then you get nostalgic when you think back on it because you don't get to constantly enjoy it. And that's how you form attachments to things in life. <laughs> I'm getting kind of I'm emotional. Gonna, I'm learning a lot about you. I love 100 grand. I like 100 so, grand too. Do you know what sucks? I'm going to confess. Go ahead. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth bars. Terrible. Trash. Just trash. Horrendous. Trash. I put Babe, That's another I, one that shows up. It's the same thing as Butterfinger. Exactly. And Three Musketeer. They go in that group too. Fuck you. I love a Three Musketeer. What about Milky Way? Okay, let me put this for you as simply as I can. 
if the candy bar in question <laughs> is sustaining and nurturing and nourishing the monster in Stranger Things, which is the role that Three Musketeers played in season two. Thanks, Mallory, for the spoiler. It's Fuck not you once again. It's not. It's an episode like one or two thing. It's not meant for us. There's only one difference between a Three Musketeers and a Milky Way. No, 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 no. There's the one difference, not a difference. A the difference. difference. It's just caramel. Just caramel. I like it better without. I love Three Musketeers. Juliet. That, I love it. I don't even know what to compare that to. I told you two years ago it was my favorite candy bar. That's like saying I like the relationship better without the sex. Like, <laughs> what? You don't want the caramel. That's the whole point. Caramel is just too messy. Who just wants the nougat? I love it. I oh, love, my God. I love that nougat. Why? Uh, I just think it's so tasty. Oh, my Great God. Great texture. Love it. But the texture. Now that it's been compared to sex, I feel like I don't want to say anything about it. I, I, I can't be Weinsteining. I mean, I, I will confess, Mallory, when you were describing the various sizes of the Tootsie Rolls, I was thinking, oh, that's a perfect way to describe various penis sizes. And I love the giant chocolate log. So take that for what, what you will, hungry homies. But the... Uh, the, I will express a small appreciation for a chilled Three Musketeers. Yes. I like it if it's firmed up a little bit. I don't want it frozen, but I like a chilled Three Musketeers. <laughs> but every one of my candies has caramel in it, or has a caramel or a crunch, and most of them are chocolate. When you say you like it if it's firmed up a little bit, I, I feel compelled to clarify whether we're still talking about sex or whether we're back on the candy. Yes. The answer is yes. Oh, yeah. For yes. Yes. That's true. Wow. Yep, that's we right. We knew that yep. the Halloween special would be oh, adults God. only. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for all our listeners out there who have let our kids listen in and <laughs> thinking that this episode of all of all the episodes would be the best to let your kid listen in on. Um, Incorrect. So let's do top three. Well, each of us gets a top three. Uh, Juliet, you go first. I mean, number one is the peanut butter cups. Sorry, it is. Number two, Three Musketeers, because I, I love it. <laughs> and number three, um, I think it's really a classic, and I like classics. I just love a Snickers. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm not wild. Snickers says caramel. I'm not wild with my candy choices. I just like the classics, and I fucking love chocolate. All of the chocolate. That's all I have to say. Speechless. I don't want to. I mean, you have a, your chocolate peanut butter combination you know you've made it well known that's a play that's a juliet thing yeah i just i don't know i just i truly just don't think the candy is worth it if it is not chocolate with a few exceptions i like swedish fish mm. i might be the only one. Oh my god i don't i don't know i just i don't lust over non non-chocolate candy you like fruit snacks that's not a candy. That's like a. It's, it's of a, of the gummy that's family. A, it's a sugar punch disguised as like a snack. But isn't that what candy is? I guess I I like those. But I, if there's chocolate around, I prefer that. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I, I like, respect you. I like Twizzlers too, but I just I stick to stick to what I like. I'm sorry, that was lame. No, it's a, it's you. you. You're allowed. It's your ranking. You. Mal, Mal, can you keep it to just three, or do we need to let you have five or six? Uh, Challenge yourself. Go for three. Oh, that's hard. I can confidently give you my one, two. That part's easy for me. Landing on three is tough. One and two. Tootsie Roll fruit juice, as discussed. Just delicious. Two. Mounds. No. 
which, as Juliet will undoubtedly raise, I actually said was my number one last year. Yes, in 2016, you said Mounds. And I called you out on it in front of our entire staff. You did, and I stood my ground. It's true. Because people are allowed to change and evolve. And these are my top two, and the the order of one and two might might change at a given point in time. I, I share an office with Amanda Dobbins, and she has just a consistent, steady presence of almond joy. In our office. And in my my ode to Mounds last year, I actually trashed Almond Joy. Wow. So I want to be clear Shots about fired. something. I want to be clear about something. I will never pick an Almond Joy over a Mound, ever. And Almond Joy is, by definition, a bastardization of the pure <laughs> Mound experience. It's an adulterated experience. It is. It's however, an adulteration. However, well, if my choice... Can we just say it's, but you can be more gentle about it. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes, sometimes you don't. don't. Sometimes Almond Joys have nuts. <laughs> Mounds don't. But if my choice is no candy or an Almond Joy, I will, of course, consume the Almond Joy. And I think because I have been consuming those so regularly lately, I'm just craving the coconut chocolate combo a little bit less than the Tootsie Roll fruit chip. Back to your scarcity theory. Exactly. So Mm. that's number one for me right now. Mounds are number two. I love them both. I have large quantities of both waiting for me at home. And then three, boy, this is a toss-up. I'm deciding right now between 100 grand which I love and, again, strongly associate with the holiday in question, and milk duds in the little fun size box. I love a milk dud. Again, if you're, like, you really, you each bite, it's what will happen first, me swallowing this and enjoying it or my molar being ripped out of my skull. You're sick. You have sick, you have an illness. <laughs> yeah, from all the candy I eat, that's correct. I have not been to the doctor in quite some time. I, right now, I'm going to give the slight edge to Milk Duds, which I love and think are delicious. I also like that a Milk Dud is a candy that you can chew and try to consume quickly, or you can just kind of suck on and consume leisurely. Get the, you got the chocolate there, you've got the salty caramel goodness, delicious. 100 grand are great, they were definitely in the consideration, Dots were in the consideration. I love nerds. Love a little box of nerds on Halloween. No. I have nerds in the top 10. Yeah. I have nerds and Skittles in the top 10. You too. I like both of them. I will consume nerds. Like, I can't do one at a time. I just pour the entire box into my mouth. Yes. That's the only way to do it. That's the way an adult human does it. Right. And there's that moment when you're sort of concerned that it's actually going to, like, burn a hole through your tongue. But (laughs) it's delicious and it's worth it. I love nerds. I of the Have more you, classic candies, the one that's probably my favorite on Halloween is a Twix bar. I like a Twix. Love a Twix bar. Yeah, you just right. so you really love the caramel. I love caramel. The chocolate caramel combo is among my favorite things in the entire world. I just don't agree. I like a Twix. I like a mini Twix for that reason. Like I only need a little bit of it. Right. And Rolos are also good because only a little bit. But here's how I eat the Twix. I separate like the, the cookie and I consume the cookie first and then I'm left with the caramel chocolate, which I will No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. How do you do that? Well, if it's a mini one, you just kind of have to bite down in the middle and peel, like a string cheese. Only it's what a do you peel part. with? Your teeth and, oh and your goodness. conviction. <laughs> we need a picture. There, we we need we need an Instagram of this. I'm pretty sure we need to. I gladly because here here's my three, and this is a hundred percent a um, confession of my lack of originality. And my commitment to when I find a good taste, I, I bury myself in it. And I'm I'm sad to report I thought I was going to be a little bit unique here. Uh, I'm right along that same taste vein 
is our, our, our very own Mallory Rubin. I love chocolate and caramel. Mm. My top three, and I, I'm glad that I went ahead and had a tweet before we got on this podcast today so that I, the 100 grand bar doesn't look like a copycat uh, gesture by me. 100 grand bar is my number one, and it is partly because of the scarcity of the 100 grand bar. I never think when I'm walking around at the CVS or the Target, wherever I may be, that I need to go search out the 100 grand bar. But when it shows up on Halloween in my child's bag and my child can't eat it, so I eat I eat his entire bag, by the way. Wow. Um, that's a whole other uh, story for a whole other day. Um, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, gratified. I'm gratified by the very thoughtful person that might have slug, stuck that in my kid's bag. My number two is, and I'm sorry that this came up also, Rolos are spectacular. Delicious. And they're, it's it's such a one, another su- wonderful surprise. Somebody thoughtful put a Rolo in, in my kid's bag. Somebody <laughs> who cared about Halloween, who wanted to go out of their way to deliver a wonderful experience to my kid. That's the Rolo giver. And then Twix, ubiquitous Twix, mm. is spectacular. I'm, I'm very confused by this idea of stop separating the elements <laughs> of it, especially with the mini. I just can't. I can't picture it, which is why I'm asking for the Instagram. But please don't make it sexual, because if it turns sexual, I'm gonna have. I mean, I don't know. So far, we've we've had a nice run here on House of Carbs. I don't think it's had to have the explicit tag. This one's definitely getting the explicit tag. But I want to see how you eat this Twix and separate the parts. Might have to be an in-person demonstration when you're next year. Can't make any can't make any promises for what's uh, too hot for the internet. We'll see. I'll do my best. I'll try. Love a score bar too. I don't think of those as a Halloween candy because you don't really see them on Halloween. But just as an underrated gem in the candy confection world, score bars are great. Also, kosher. May I ask how you feel about Charleston shoes? I just don't even think about them at all. This is my Don Draper. I don't think about you at all. Moment. <laughs> I, that's just true. They go with the same. They're in the same phylum as Mary Jane's. Mary Jane's might as well not exist. Yeah. Mary Jane's like circus peanuts. I don't black like, licorice. No, black licorice is trash. I don't like Charles and Shoes either. But again, at my summer camp, and the reason you I see them, the thing is, at my camp, candy had higher value than dollars. Like it was just like oh, ev- sure everything that mattered. It's was, like trading cigarettes in prison. Yeah, it's like measured in candy bar. Exactly, it's measured in candy. And often on candy night, there was Charles and Chew. Tonight's candies are. Reese's Pieces, Skittles, and Charleston Chew. Just like that. Wow. Horrible. I want to, at some point, dig a little deeper into your your Starburst disdain. I hate Starburst, and I, I also hate Skittles. It's one of the reasons I hate Dwight Howard. It's because he loves them. Wow. How do you feel about Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> I think this summer camp is the reason that you don't like Halloween. I mean, I think... No, it's not some, just that. It's all, it's all of it, House. Something I just, with these Charleston Chews and, and summer camp. It's I think just, there's a story there. I don't I don't think so. I just I don't know. I hate Skittles too. I just I hate Skittles and Starburst and they're so ubiquitous. Get them out of my Halloween. Wow. No chocolate, no interest. What if someone dipped a Starburst into chocolate? I don't think that would taste good. But maybe I like I a think chocolate it, covered gummy bear. Yeah, exactly. If you like chocolate color covered gummy bear, the strawberry to me seems the strawberry starburst seems especially um a nice compliment to to I could even see it with a dark chocolate. I'd, I'd look for something slightly bitter to dark go along with the... Very yeah. underrepresented on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. The only only place I see them is special darks that come in the Hershey Assorted bag, which both of you uh, discard as trash. <laughs> One more mark in, in, the fav- in favor of the mounds. That's a dark chocolate. Is it? it that's, is. that's a great point. It it's is. a great point. So yeah. I am a chocolate lover, however. You know how like real meat eaters eat their steak rare? 
yeah. feel like real chocolate lovers are like, no, dark chocolate is, what, is what's better. But I don't agree. I love milk chocolate. <laughs> I love milk chocolate, too. I prefer milk chocolate. I love all chocolate. I love all candy. I love all chocolate. Except for well. candy corn. Thanks, guys. And crunch bars. I think chocolate we've done rules. it. We've done it. We've there we, we got nine very important candies out there for the hungry people. <laughs> Everybody, check your bags. You can hit us with pictures at the House of Carbs on Instagram. You can hit us with pictures on the Twitter at House of Carbs. We have our own Twitter feed. We are not going to put out any video evidence or other of Mallory Rubin eating a Twix bar of any size, <laughs> but we will somehow survive this Halloween. Thanks, guys. here it's a good thing that we have a couple words from a couple good friends of house of carbs here i need to compose myself mallory and juliet Littman bringing the heat on the house of carbs candy discussion Whew. all right here we go my friends do you own a restaurant if you do you probably want to find a way to make more money well that's where touch bistro an iPad-based point-of-sale rated as the number one best restaurant POS for three years in a row comes in. Touch Bistro has been proven to speed up service, turn more tables, and let you serve more customers so you can make more cash for your business. Because of its mobility, servers aren't running back and forth. Every order is sent directly from the iPad to your kitchen and bar, meaning your servers can spend more time chatting with your customers and getting them to order all those extras with their meals. This is a proven strategy that definitely works on House and House of Carbs listeners. More time chattering means more extras. If you become a paying Touch Bistro customer by December 31, you will get, this is a pretty good offer, you will get a $300 Visa gift card. Just go to touchbistro.com slash carbs to find out more. That's touchbistro.com slash C-A-R-B-S carbs. Touch Bistro, the point of sale that helps restaurants succeed. My friends, we're also brought to you today by Quip, introducing the new company that is refreshing the way people brush their teeth. Starting at just 25 bucks, Quip is an electronic toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra slim design that is half the cost of bulkier brushes. You can even subscribe to receive new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan for just $5, including shipping. You have to see it and brush with it yourself. I, my own self, have used the Quip. I've been on the road, my hungry homies, quite a bit the last six to eight weeks. This Quip brush is along the ride with me. I have to say, it's very slim. It's surprising how much power they pack into this sucker. It is my go-to portable vibrating toothbrush on the road. Backed by leading dentists and named as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2016, with good reason. They even won a 2016 GQ Grooming Award and made it on Oprah's 2017 New Year's O-List. It's on the House of Carbs and Joe House O-List as well. Right now, go to getquip.com slash carbs to get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That is your first refill pack free 
at getquip.com slash carbs. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash carbs. All right, Taste Buds, as we do each and every House of Carbs, assuming the hostess with the mostest is available, it is now time for food news. Hi, Juliet. Hey, full episode with me. How does it feel? It feels great. I wish you were along for, for more of these rides. Happy, just happy to be here. It's Halloween. It's it's the appropriate, uh, there's only one way for us to tackle it. You are my resident candy expert, so I <laughs> need you, you. A, a, around for the whole thing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I have an update for you, House, on a story we previously discussed. Not a personal update, although I actually do have a personal story I would like to tell. Can I start with that? Let's hear that first. There's this new pizza place in Los Angeles in the neighborhood of Brentwood called Pizzana, P-I-Z-Z-A-N-A. It is owned by Chris O'Donnell, the actor of from like Circle of Friends and like Batman and Robin and um, Grey's Anatomy season two. And I, I've been trying to go to it with my friend for months, like literally for months. Like every time we try to go, there's a really long line or something. And it's because it has this, it's, it has Neapolitan pizza and the famous Jonathan Gold wrote about um, how good it is. And so, like, it's just impossible to get in. And so yesterday I went for the early bird special. The Cedar, Cedar Citizen dinner time of 5 p.m. was finally able to get in. And the pizza was really fucking good. Like, really good. Oh. Yeah. I love it. And a man named Kyle, who works there, came up to me and said that he loved House of Carbs. So I had to mention it. <laughs> A, a, a guy who works at the pizza yes, restaurant a man, spotted you a man, and came to you? Yes. I'm, and then I don't mean this as like a self-dap or a brag, but like it just, I already liked Pizzana and then Kyle said hi. So I liked it even more. And in addition to that, I had, a, they had a vodka pizza. So like the sauce was like a vodka oh. sauce made with like mm. bacon in it. It was delicious. Oh my God. Yeah. That's spectacular. Yeah. And then they had a salad that was kind of like their version of a ranch salad, but so much lighter and more refined. It was like a light, fancy lettuce with um, crispy prosciutto and corn and tomatoes. And it was, and then like a, kind of like a ranch type dressing, but it was light. It was so good. I really recommend Pizzana. I just wanted to mention it. All right. Shout out Pizzana, friends, friend of HOC. Yeah. Thanks. Friend of the HOC pod. Thanks for saying hi, Kyle. Really made my day. Okay. Nice. Back to food news. Um, here's an update for you. The restaurant in Long Beach called uh, Sweet Dixie Kitchen, which I have pledged to visit. I promise I will is where they uh, were selling Popeye's chicken as their own. And so, <laughs> never one to miss an opportunity, they have branded it Popeye's Gate, and they are now selling merchandise that says hashtag Popeye's Gate. So you can go there, and you can get a shirt or something. Um, I think that we need to go there the next time I'm out in L.A. We do. Well, the- just to sort of ex- experience this whole thing. Um, I like very much. I saw that the story included the fact that some of the proceeds um, are going to a very good cu- yes. cause, Ronald McDonald House charity. Um, so that obviously is a good thing and a good way for us to spend our money. I uh, still remain a little befuddled by the whether the, the 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 food, the rest of the food, is up to the Popeye standard. I mean, that's that's really where why I want to go try Sweet Dixie. They claim to uh, you know be delivering other items made from scratch and you know they have this this uh, particular niche where they're trying to do a southern style of cuisine and they go and they they have a sensible instinct 
to not try and and perfect the perfect the 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 perfected, which is the the Popeyes fried chicken. But I want to see whether the rest of their stuff is up to snuff. So let's let's get. All right, we're gonna try it. But when we do, we'll probably buy a T-shirt. It costs twenty five dollars. I'm and you know. I I I mean I'll yeah we'll buy a T-shirt and we'll give some to the to charity as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now on to a new story. This one has to do with cup of noodles, which, by the way, in reading this story, I've come to learn is just called cup noodles. I always called it cup of noodles or cup of noodles. So did I. My whole life I've been calling it cup of noodles. And for some reason in this story, they've just been calling it cup noodles, and I, I don't I don't get it. But anyway, they, they're, the company that makes it is called Nissin, N-I-S-S-I, and they have developed a special fork for eating cup noodles to make it less the slurping less annoying and obnoxious. And there's a whole, we'll, we'll put a link to this in the description because there's a video that you have to watch if, if you care about this. And um, basically what they do is they've created this like electronic fork that will pair with your phone so that as soon as you start slurping, when you're having a bite, your phone will play like a more pleasant sound to like a, to cancel out the sound of the slurping. And it's supposed to like unite people from across cultures because some people in Japan slurping is like important to the uh, experience much like the way like um, slashing wine around is part of that experience but others particularly in America find it annoying so it's supposed to like bridge a cultural divide and it's really wild it's like I I can't believe that someone made this but it seemed effective based on the video it only cost it only cost $130 for this very special fork so I have to tell you this strikes me as overkill okay. in a couple different ways. Is I, I po- I'll pose it in the form of a question first. Is noodle slurping that offensive, so offensive, that uh, uh, other eaters in a, uh, you know, who might be around you in a lunch environment um, are put off by, by their own, you know, from their own eating experience? I don't I don't find it that way, but I guess it is like a thing. I guess it's considered like it's like um bad it's like bad manners, or like fancy people don't slurp or something like that. I'm confused by that. So I I in the on the one hand, the slurping as you just uh, described is a way of conveying your enjoyment of of the noodle and it's a it's a it's a culturally authentic way of conveying your your enjoyment of the noodle. I I like it because it en- enhances the experience. I don't want to quiet down the slurp. A loud slurp is part of of, you know, the overall I- enjoyment of it. It just it means that I I'm getting a great big mouthful, which is pretty important to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to enjoy it the way that that, you know, God intended it, which is, you know, big loud slurps. Sure. So I'm not sure what the point of the noise canceling fork is. It feels a little, you know, a little privileged on the one Absolutely. hand. Absolutely, a little hoity, a little hoity-toity. Yeah. So, like, who, who, whose feelings are we saving here? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I, uh, I think obnoxious Americans, really. Yeah, well, they could go suck it. All right. I mean, so d- save your you know. one hundred thirty dollars. Fuck this fork. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm coming down. All right, I, I'm gonna. I'm with you. If you go into a, a like a, a place where you're tight, like it's the airport, you know, the airport food court, and you've ordered the noodles, 
and it's very tight table to table, and you're doing a full-on slurpathon. I, I guess some people around you might be annoyed, but how how is that any more offensive than you sitting next to me and eating, stuffing your face with a with a fucking Pizza Hut pizza, pizza, one of those garbage pizzas? I mean, that that's equally offensive to me. So you know, all, no 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 offense to Pizza Hut. If you'd like to sponsor House of Carbs, I can give you you know the details for that. Anyway, none taken. You get the point I'm, say, I'm making, right? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, anyway. Let's get back to Halloween. Yeah. There's an article from Grub Street that instructs you on how to pair wine with Halloween candies. And there's a couple that are interesting to me, even though they don't always include chocolate. Like, for example, the one recommendation is Red Twizzlers and Rosé from Provence. I like this because I will only have French rosés. Cal- there's a lot of California rosé here in California, and it is undoubtedly disgusting. Every single one. Only French. Anyway. The idea here is simple, per Grub Street. It's red berries plus red berries. In the case of the candy, it's because the flavors are artificial, but with wine from the south of France, that red fruit flavor is coaxed out of the grape by the warm sunshine. That's kind of funny. I like that one. Me, me too. I liked, uh, there were a couple of these that jumped out at me. Obviously, I was interested in your take on the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and the Amontillado Sherry. I want to try that. This is what they say. Yeah. This is what they say about the sherry from Grub Street. This style of sherry, which is off dry, meaning it's not entirely sweet, is my go-to for anything that involves chocolate and peanut butter, mostly because the wine's natural nutty flavor is also a natural complement to the candy. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I and I, for the same reasons that you're finding that appealing, love M and M's and Spanish Grenache. Yes, I think you know a, a, a Grenache from Spain. The um, the uh, oh God, I'm not. I am not going to do any kind of wine wine nerd talk. Yeah. It's a big. It's a big enough wine that with a, that kind of uh, slightly. Uh, I love M and M's, and I'm I'm going to use a word to describe them that I don't intend as a as derogatory term. But you know there is a a, um, a chocolate flavor that's not a full mouth of chocolate. Sure. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little antiseptic. It's kind of chocolate light yeah. is the way I'll say it. And I think that. Goes very nice with with the way that the Grenache has hit me in the past when I've enjoyed the Grenache. And then another one that sounds good, even though it doesn't involve chocolate, is uh, sour <coughs> Sour Patch Kids and Riesling. This is intriguing. The most popular Halloween candy in New York State is Sour Patch Kids, which is fascinating to me. And it just so happens that the best wine to drink with them, and it's really the best wine candy combination of all, is also from New York State. Riesling from the Finger Lakes. All of that works. I'm 100% in on this. I want to go try it. I want to figure out. I don't know how to get Riesling from the Finger Lakes. Maybe somebody can send us some. I bet you could buy that uh, online. What can't you get online these days? Oh, online. Great point. The internet exists. Yeah. How about that answer? Yeah. What a genius I am. So also on the topic of Halloween, there are some 21 plus ice cream flavors from the store Tipsy Scoop in New York that you could uh, pick up. You could also buy it online. They have Santa's cookies and whiskey made with whiskey infused ice cream and cookie crumble. You, there are Boozy Bananas Foster, made with spiced rum and cre- creme de banana-infused ice cream. There's a Candy Cane Vodka Martini. There's a Blood Orange Champagne Sparkler Sorbet. There's just all of this all of this holiday goodness. So you can go straight from Halloween into, like, you know, the Christmas, Thanksgiving season, and they've got the ice cream for you. I like the this this concept very much. Uh, it does feel festive. I like the, the names of these things. Here's my, my issue. I have two issues. The first issue is... At this stage of my life, I only eat in pints. Mm. There's no such thing as a half pint. I don't start a pint of ice cream and and then not finish it. 
So uh, what I'm wondering is, is, this is a strategy call. I'd like somebody to give me some guidance <laughs> on this. If I am going to eat, if I'm going to consume this ice cream in this way, should I have an accompaniment? Should I have next to me a beverage with these same ingredients? So if, for instance, the vanilla vodka and coffee liqueur infused gingerbread that goes with the drunker gingerbread man, should I be drinking a vanilla vodka alongside the drinker drunker gingerbread man ice cream? What, what do you think is the right way to do this? Interesting. I think you just got to go all in. Oh, that's this is where I'm at. I'm already all in because I'm eating the whole pint. <laughs> So as it's already a you know five hundred calorie plus endeavor. So if and, and I'm already getting some kind of satisfaction out of the booze. I don't. I I, I wonder what kind of a buzz whether it's booze worthy. I mean whether it's really a much of a buzz. Can you really get drunk seems, off of a food? Jello shots. Mm. What's that? Is that a food? I've never really had a wild Jello shot experience though. I don't know about that. You haven't had enough Jello yeah, shots. Yeah, it's true. I haven't. It's true. Yeah. Limited I mean, Jello they, shot they, experience. Uh, you could definitely get drunk from Jello shots. <laughs> okay, I assure you. Good, yeah. good to know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I think it's hard to say because you know the idea of vodka infused oranges or any kind of fruit that you syringe um, alcohol into. It always, I always lose track of of whether it's the fruit that I'm consuming or the the side drink that I'm having along with it, which is probably the theme here. Uh, I can't really parse out. Oh, I got drunk because I ate the orange, or did I get drunk because I had I was slamming vodka while I ate the orange, the the, the orange that has vodka in it as well. I've never made it that far. Me neither. Well, maybe we'll have to give these a shot, and we can and we can see. Literally a shot. <laughs> Ice cream shot. 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 Yeah, shot, exactly. shot. 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 Um, I think we've done it. We've done on it. On that note. Thanks for ha- having me, House. This was a this was a really rousing uh, hour with you. <laughs> it was a very important House of Carbs, the first House of Carbs on a food holiday. Just imagine what we have in store for Thanksgiving, Julia. Oh, I'm getting ready. Yeah, this week coming up, we have uh, Adam Rappaport and I are going to sit down for Bon Appetit. He's going to talk about his fall uh, a couple fall recipes, but also we're going to start, you know, start in earnest on preparing for, for Thanksgiving. Every house of carbs from from this episode forward, big Thanksgiving theme. So uh, you and I are going to have to look for some Thanksgiving themed food. Oh, news. That's no problem. I'm, I'm ready for okay, it. Good, good, good. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I'm fired up. All right. Great to talk to you, house. Thanks for having me. As always. All right, podcast pals, there we go. Thank you so much for the listen to House of Carbs, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Please, as always, keep up the outrageous and outstanding belly sourcing. Our Instagram feed has been blowing up. Keep sending us your wonderful pictures of the meals that you are having. We are very, very, very jealous here at House of Carbs headquarters at the House of Carbs is the Instagram address. You can also hit us up on the Twitter at House of Carbs. You can hit me up directly if you want to bounce something off of me. I will do my very best to respond at House from DC on both the Twitter and the Instagram. Make sure to give us a review on iTunes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, my pals. We shall be back next week with another episode. But until then, let's stay hungry out there. <laughs>